Assalamu alaikum and welcome to today's segment, Marriage and Matchmaking. My name is Farhana Kasamali and I will be your moderator today for this incredibly relevant topic. I'm the current host of the Nasimco podcast called Sukun, which is a monthly podcast where we discuss holistic wellness within an Islamic framework. Our first episode is out now on Spotify. Marriage and matchmaking is a massive topic in our community. Marriage has been said to be 50% of our faith, but getting to the point of being in a happy and stable marriage is proving to be a challenge for many. Today, I'm joined by two panelists, Sheikh Musafa Akun and Sister Kulsum Daramsi, who will help dissect this topic. Sheikh Musafa was born in Iran to a distinguished family known for its dedication to serving the Muslim community. When he was 14 years old, Imam Musafa and his family immigrated to the States where he completed his high school education in Virginia. He then received his bachelor's in religious studies from George Mason University. He studied for four years in prominent seminaries in Iran, Syria, and Najaf. Imam Musafa speaks Arabic, Farsi, and English fluently and often lectures across the US and other parts of the world. He's known for his ability to connect with and influence the Muslim youth, especially those living in the West. He strongly believes in propagating Islamic teachings and values and therefore has committed himself to that cause. He is the imam for one of the largest mosques in Northern Virginia, the Imam Ali Center in Springfield, Virginia. Sister Colson is an experienced administrative professional with a demonstrated history working in hospital and healthcare industry for, 20, for over 20 years. She is a compassionate individual who always likes to contribute towards the betterment of her community, especially women, in whatever capacity or opportunity that arises. She was born and raised in Mombasa, Kenya, and after graduating from high school, she traveled to India to complete her studies. Sister Kulsum is a strong proponent for women to be self-sufficient, progressive, and mentor others to succeed in their careers. She believes that it is not enough to just look after our own individual needs, but also find ways to reach out and help others. She is inspired by women who are courageous and successful despite the obstacles they face in our society. Thank you both for joining me here today. This is clearly a hot topic in our community. So go ahead. It's all welcome to both of you. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah to you also. Thank you for having us. <laughs> of course, of course. I'm really looking forward to this discussion. Yes, may Allah bless you. The first question I have is um, a Chinese story. So I myself am a single mom and was in the process of looking for another marriage. And I had signed up for Pulsamanti for one of your matchmaking programs. And I got an email back that said there were too many women and not enough men. So my question to both of you is, do you think that there are too many women and not enough men in this process? And if so, why do you think that is? So I, I agree with you. There is always more women whenever we have the in-person events or whatever events we have. I just feel like the women are more proactive in uh, looking for spouses and um, their registrations will fill up fast. Um, the boys do sign up, but they come like few just a few days before. So then uh, the, we had an event just uh, recently, January 28th. And um, 
surprisingly, we had a wait list for both uh, girls and boys. So they do come, but uh, they don't uh, feel the need to rush into it. Yeah. I think we uh, should not generalize. I think community by community differs. Uh, and uh, my community here in Imam Ali Center, uh, since I'm really connected with the boys and uh, with the youth, uh, a lot of conversation happens between me and them on the boys sections that they're looking for marriage and they want me to find them spouse and uh but i don't see that much uh active role taken from the side of the sisters that they are uh, wanting to get married i think age also matter i think if it gets to like 28 27 29 to that late 20s the girls become a little bit more active i think that time uh and for boys uh it's not a little bit earlier so i think age and community uh, differs for one from one another. Yeah. So you think that community by community, it could be different as to whether there's kind of um, a misalignment in number of prospects, whether it's boys or girls and the age. Well, throughout my uh, traveling to different uh, states uh, within America and different provinces in Canada, again, I'm always being interacted with men and brothers. And so they always tell me, okay, we're looking, let us know if you find someone. For example, the list that I have with me personally, it's uh, tens of tens of brothers are looking for marriage and uh, I have to find different means and thanks to Imam Ali Center Conference and thanks to you and Sister Kalsum for this. Uh, I think we are a good matchmaking ourselves here so uh, to help uh, uh, bring uh, young couples together. Yeah. And Kulsamanti, what do you think is the biggest hurdle when you see this misalignment, when you see that there's a wait list, whether it's a wait list for women or for both, like clearly that means there is a need in our community. There yeah. is kind of a vacuum. Yes. So the hurdles I see um, in both boys and girls is that they have too many expectations. So instead of narrowing down what is really important, yeah. they just have a whole slew of needs uh, they want uh, hijab, no hijab. They want the correct height. They want the correct education. They want the girl to be in a certain location and the girl doesn't want to relocate. Mm -hmm. So um, that's one of the reasons. Another is um, when they choose career over marriage. They want to pursue their career and uh, be financially stable before they get into marriage. And by that time, their age has become like late 20s, early 30s. And um, also, they uh, don't have time to look because they are studying. And uh, also, some people are in remote places where they don't have access to other uh, prospects. Uh, another, um, I get just two more I can list is uh, the parents' requirements differ from the children's requirements. So uh, it's always a tug of war when uh, when the child is ready to get married. Parents want uh, the the partner to be in a certain way, and the child wants something else. Mm -hmm. So it's usually they're not very open with their parents, and so matchmakers are helpful in that area. Um, sometimes uh, the parental pressure is so much to just get married, so... Mm -hmm they go they get um, they get married for the sake of 
and not necessarily, you know, that they're wanting to. Yeah. And there's a huge demand demand for mahar, sometimes the dowry. Yeah. And the boys are very, um, uh, um, they're not able to fulfill those dowries uh, at the stage they're in in their life. So yeah. it, it's kind of a hindrance for them to proceed with the marriage. Okay. And these requirements that you find that people are coming, do you see it more on the, on the men or the women like saying, I want this, I want this, I want this, or is it pretty equal on both genders? I think it's equal. Okay. okay. Do you think that social media might have a bit of an influence on this? Because if I look and I go on social media and shake, you might attest to this as well. Like I see, well, this person is living this kind of lifestyle with this kind of ring and this kind of car. I don't see why I shouldn't have that as well. Do you think that really creates a mindset for us when we're looking for a spouse? Because then our priorities shift as opposed to, okay, let's, let's just pray he has a fear of Allah. Let's just pray that he, you know, has a good mindset in terms of praying namaz. But instead, I'm geared towards, I want that kind of wedding. I want that kind of house. I want that kind of lifestyle. And it seems the parameters are getting higher and higher. I think uh, 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 the biggest hurdle is that uh, the, as a community, unfortunately, for majority, let's say that, uh, they are giving priority to the culture than to the religion. Uh, as much as religion makes it easy for the marriage couple to come together and for this establishment, which is one of the holiest establishments established in the uh, religion of Islam, to come together, we see because I face with a lot of diverse community, Afghan community have their own ways of doing things. A boy came to me and he's like, Sheikh, I don't, I have not, I've born here, raised here, but my parents and her parents asked me that when I go to their house, I have to have a tray full of cash money when I ask for her hand. I was like, well, I didn't know of that. Uh, and I can see within the Pakistani community, something within the Khoja, within the Irani, Iraqi, Lebanese, each one, they have their own culture that they really want to stick with. And they don't want to let go of this and become all united under the teachings of uh, the Holy Quran and Ahl Bayt, as far as Rasulullah's narration says, the best of the woman is the one who asks for the lowest dowry. And then the role of the man, the role of the woman, I think as much as I really uh, promote intercultural marriages, because... In America, in Canada, all, I mean, the West, basically, all the youth, they don't have that much of the cultural background into them anymore. I mean, they're all Americanized or they're Westernized, basically. And I, in a way, that Western ideology and Western culture is very close to our religion. You see, a lot of the American or Canadian or the Western weddings, typically, it's simple. It's easy. The boy and the girl get together. They know one another. And then they get together. Let's just move on. Yeah. But you see, when these culture uh, uh, elements come into it, uh, adding to Sister Kosum, education is becoming something, a big, big obstacle in front of the boys and the girls, that the parents want uh, the kids to finish education. I have a brother. He said... When I wanted to get married, my parents said to me, no, 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 finish education. But yeah. when I finished education, they want me to get married. Then I said, okay, no, let me get more work. Let's get a job. Let me establish myself. And then he got very married very late. 
So I think if we go back to the teachings of Islam, young age, uh, easiness in the process of getting to know one another. If a boy comes to you and asks uh, your daughter's hand, Islam and the teachings of Ahlul Bayt have taught us step by step. Somebody comes and asks your daughter's hand, you'd like their akhlaq and deen. Give them, khalas. Yeah. How many parents and how many girls and how many boys I see, they really look into degrees and that has become something uh, hard to accomplish. Just to push back on that idea a little bit, do you think that in this day and age, though, it's very difficult to make a stable living without an education? So say a parent comes to you and says, no, I want my son to be educated so that he can provide for his wife, which I don't think is too unreasonable. How would you counter that? Well, I do have right now a case in, uh, with me right now, uh, a young uh, boy, mashallah, very a uh, religious person and uh, he's a does not mention the field he's a technician he hasn't studied he doesn't have any bachelor or master's he has a certificate for as a technician for x job and he makes double the money that people at his age who have got bachelor or some even masters yeah he got he's getting much more better pay than a lot of these IT and cybersecurity and all of these engineers. He makes good money. So we went to a family, I was in the middle of it, introduced it to a family, also family religious. Uh, they said, actually, no, we definitely want masters. Uh, and he says, if it's about financially supporting, I'm making more than masters. Like He's like, Sheikh, why should I leave my technician job and X job and then go get my masters to get married? Well, I'm already making double the job of the masters. I think that's the problem. Education, important. We have part of the teachings of Rasulullah. But it is not the education that guarantees our risk. It's Allah that guarantees our risk. I mean, we have to have that belief that Allah says in the Holy Quran, If they are poor, Allah will provide for them from his mercy. Yeah. So th that has to become part of my belief. Again, I'm not saying don't, don't study, don't get education. No, I always have encouraged my youth everywhere that I go that whatever field that you are in, if you're studying or you're a businessman, be number one in it. As a Shia of Amir al-Mu'mineen, Ali ibn Abi Talib, السلام, we have to have our fo the followers of Amir al-Mu'mineen to be number one in every field that they are in. But we should know our priorities, that what are we prioritizing? The risk comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many of the youth, I know boys side, that businessman, mashallah, well off. He doesn't have a college degree. He doesn't have a diploma. Mashallah, well off. Right. It's a risk from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. Kosamanti, do you have any thoughts on the idea of tawakkul in this whole process? Because I know as women, I can't speak to the men, but women, we do feel a little bit of that pressure. We have to get married. We have to get married. What will people say if I married this person or that person. Do you have any advice to give to those who are watching, especially the girls? I'm sure the boys are also in similar situations, but I know the girls' hearts can be very soft and we get a little bit, we want the dream life. We want the dream wedding. We want all of it, right? And I don't think you can necessarily blame the women for thinking this way. Do you have any advice for those watching? Yes, I think they should be realistic. Okay, I can't sit here and say, I want to go to the moon. 
you know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just paring down on the expectations, like I said. When you have very high expectations, you're not going to find anyone that's going to be perfect for you, but you have to prioritize what is important, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the family background should be important. Mm -hmm. uh, the akhlaq should be important. Uh, the money will come, like Sheikh said. It will come for sure because Allah provides for everybody. And so when you do get married, there is barakah in, in what you do. And eventually, I mean, if you're educated, like you said, uh, they want to be educated, which is fair. Everybody should be educated so that they're able to earn a living. But at the same time, you can't have million dollars when you're starting out. You have to uh, work together and, uh, and get there. Yeah. And there'll be ups and downs, of course. I just, my advice is to start early mm -hmm. looking, to be open about the fact that you're ready to get married. Mm -hmm. uh, you can, uh, don't be shy about saying it. Yes. And that, um, of course, marriage is highly recommended in Islam, like Sheikh said. And uh, Prophet had said that uh, you will fulfill half your religion if you get married. So that's a plus. Yes. And, um, and you should uh, take the assistance from uh, reliable matchmakers, family members, and be clear about what your requirements are from the spouse. Don't get married for the sake of or because of family pressure. Choose mm -hmm. your priorities and be honest and sincere in your relationships. Just, you know, don't fake things. Don't yeah. fake that I have so much money or or I'm educated, I've done so much education and you have not done it. So be honest and sincere in, in starting these relationships. Yeah. Number one, uh, starting early, uh, Sister Kulsum, I received uh, a complaint from one of the sisters when I was in uh, Toronto. She came to me, she's like, all of these matchmakings, uh, uh, discussion that that's out there their requirement age is 25 and i'm 22 i want to get married and then i cannot register and so i think we need to i mean bring it down i mean 20 early 19 18 i think it's the age that uh, uh that people should be looking parents should be looking before that like as as a parent when it gets it hits age 16, 17, they have to start looking different families, keeping in mind this family and the process is not going to be overnight. Uh, I'm already in it, so I know of it. So let's, for us as a matchmaking team that you, mashallah, have together, may Allah bless you, uh, bring that uh, age lower as far as registration. And as far as the weddings and nikah and all of these receptions and everything, when we say start small, everything should be small. Allah, I mean, I had some people who did tens of thousands of dollars reception. And it, then it was kind of a failure. They said, well, you said Allah is going to provide. I said, Allah didn't say go put yourself in a debt for one night, $80,000, $90,000 to some, some communities, some states. That's how much they start with as far as the reception is concerned. As Allah says within the religion, if you take the whole religion as a whole tasbih rosary, it has teachings for everything. You just take one part of it. Oh, it didn't work. Well, no. Allah says, do walima. Walima, invite family, friends, relative. Halal. Don't do haram. Don't have the DJ and the music and the dancing floor and so on and so forth. Do something uh, to your standard. 
and easy, خلاص, move on. When you put yourself in debt, $100,000, and then it's okay, how am I going to provide? Then Allah says, well, I didn't tell you to do this. Just okay. So we have to keep in mind all the elements of this family to come together. And I mean, I have prepared almost 40 lectures. I have to, inshallah, find a good platform to deliver it from A to Z of marriage. Why getting married? And as Sister Kulsum said, uh, negative reasons of getting into uh, negative mo motives to get into marriage. I have almost 25 negative motives that unfortunately majority of the people get to marriage life because of these 25 negative motives. And it's only two or three positive that everybody should be focusing, but people typically don't. Yeah. So one final question for both of you. The divorce rate amongst Shias is almost equal, if not surpassed, the divorce rate that's in the West. So to that end, what advice or what paths do you have for those of us who are seeking a second marriage? and who don't fit those start early age parameters. When we see those age cutoffs, you know, we feel a little bit like, okay, maybe my time is gone, my ship has sailed and that's just it. But I, I just have hope that it's not the case for our community, that we can try and settle all of us who need, who would like a second marriage, who would like a second chance at this. Do you want to go, Shake? Oh, go ahead. Okay, so I feel like there is a, uh, of course, there is a rise in uh, divorce cases. And uh, I think mainly that happens due to financial reasons. Many financial issues cause uh, breakup. And also uh, social media plays a part in the breakup. So um, it's on my wish list to have We've had um, in-person events for the younger group, uh, age 25 to 35, but it's on my wish list to have an event in person for the divorcees, for the widows, for the widowers, single parents, so that they can connect and uh, not have to live their life alone. Everybody needs a partner in life. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, uh, inshallah, if that happens, uh, we'll have some people connected and uh, at least, inshallah, they'll get married. Yeah, inshallah. I do agree. Yes, I do see uh, a lot of divorce rate and every divorce that uh, I get involved in uh, shivers me and I'll do my best to uh, not to get to that route and try to consolidate and bring people together. But unfortunately, it's out there. I think as a community, uh, we have to come together and give hand in hand together to do whatever we can do for the betterment of everyone. Young marriage, early marriage, divorcees, anyone that is need. Like, for example, right now, everybody's getting together as far as Turkey and Syria is concerned with the earthquake and fundraising and bringing people together. Everybody's messaging, emailing, phone number, so on and so forth. So everybody, alhamdulillah, it's a good, good thing. I mean, we have to care about one another. As Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi said, man asbaha wa lam yahtam bi umur al-muslimin falaysa bi-muslim. Anyone who wakes up in the morning and doesn't have a concern about the affair of the Muslims, he's not a Muslim. So... This is something that also, as a community, we have to come together. Uh, all even, I mean, those who are already divorced. Well, there's a brother that I can see. Him and I probably were not matched. 
but I know another divorcee sister that they can be a good match. I mean, I understand them. Okay, let me help them to come together. Or a brother for a sister. So all of us, again, coming together and letting that to be our main concern. That uh, if I put myself in the shoes of a brother who doesn't have a wife and, or if it's, for example, he's divorced, uh, how difficult it is for him. Or I put myself in the shoes of a sister. So that becomes my concern that, okay, satisfaction of Allah and Imam Zaman, Ajrullah Ta'ala, Farajuhu Sharif, is in me helping people to come together. They become really happy. Imam Zaman is really happy. When I help facilitate two people to come together, that becomes my concern. And then I'll take steps toward it. And it's such a huge blessing for you to bring two people together. Amazing. We can, that needs another 20 minutes of discussion. (laughs) (laughs) I want to thank both of you for taking the time today. This was just, some of your words honestly brought tears to my eyes. Just the hope that people should have, the faith that we should have in Allah and inshallah as a community for us to come together, to bring people together so that everyone can truly have that partner to be happy in life, to fulfill half their deen. I just pray infinite rewards for both of you for the work that you do. It's just remarkable what you both have done. Thank you. It's an honor. It's an honor to serve and may Allah help Mr. Kosum. I know putting those events together, it's uh, making <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> uh, Allah give you all and also Imam Ali conference and Sayyid Qazwini who put all of these things together may Allah bless all the volunteers behind this uh, event uh, it's an amazing uh, I have I do have one complaint 20 minutes is not enough uh, <laughs> I definitely have to give that uh, so but Alhamdulillah may Allah bless all of you thank you so much for Farhana for having us of course. thanks to thank the organizers you. Take care. Bye, Fizz. Bye, Fizz. Thank you for watching.